My, oh, yeah. My, uh, my experience with firearms goes all the way back to when Jim was a television anchor newsman in Phoenix, Arizona. And he was the CBS, you know, the 5, 6, and the 10 p.m. Monday through Friday. He was really? the guy anchoring the CBS affiliate in Phoenix. So okay. we would go, we had ATCs, three-wheelers, and we would take those out into the desert. I was, I, realistically, I believe I was seven the first time I got to shoot his Smith and Wesson kit gun, little uh, revolver twenty two, he still has it. It's part of the collection that's that's in the gun room. Nice. Um, he taught me to shoot on that gun. He taught my brother to shoot on that gun, and my stepbrother. Hey, this is Brian with Hunters HD Gold. This episode of Hunters HD Gold Behind the Lens is brought to you by Connor Gold. Connor Gold is a premier lifestyle brand for those who work hard and play harder. Grab your Conic Gold from the Hunter's HD Gold Magical Mystery Tour or from ConicGoldHemp.com. When ordering, use Hunter's HD for another 20% off. I travel all over the United States sponsoring matches, meeting shooters, organizers, and match directors. I'm ready to start asking those tough questions everyone wants to know the answers to. So sit back and enjoy this episode of Hunter's HD Gold Behind the Lens. Welcome back to another episode of Hunter's HD Go Behind the Lens. Today I'm sitting with John Scouton, the series producer of Shooting USA. How you doing, brother? Brian, I'm blessed to be here. It's a beautiful day on the CMP Action Pistol Ranges, and I'm thrilled to be invited to be a part of your podcast. Man, thank you so much. I've, I've always been intrigued um, by you because before I really knew there was a shooting sport, when I first you know started getting into Steel Challenge, um, I went to the Outdoor Channel and, and put it on, and I, I was like, oh, wow, this is you know bigger than I, I didn't know what it was when, when Larry Joe came to me about you know doing a shooting team with his Steel Target paint. So yeah. you helped educate me before I even got started, and I said, I want to be a part of that. And for you to sit down with me today, and I, we've never had a really good conversation before because we're both so busy that's in right. what we do. You're running around here getting footage for the, a show that's going to release, I'm sure, sometime next year, if yep. not later this well, year. Well, now I'd like to see this come... I'd like to see this right around Christmas time. Oh, sweet. We'll get That's, uh, you know, we got back-to-back nationals happening over the course of the next nine days. Right. But this first one, PCC and Carry Optics, I'd like to yeah. I'd like to deliver that <sighs> around Christmas. Don't say nine days of nationals. I start twitching a little bit from, yeah, from, no. from back in 2018. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But before we get into, you know, where you're at now and what the future looks like. Sure. What, you know, I, I, I know your dad... Is is what started all this? But what was this always been part of your life of, of being around guns and shooting? And what does that look like? Yeah, that's a big question. I lo- um, so we got to go back to 1993. Okay. Uh, I was 19 years old and just out of high school. And Jim managed to land in Nashville to work with a production company that was primarily doing automotive television. And the executive producer of that company came up with the idea of American Shooter, and it was cleared on ESPN, and it was supposed to be hosted by Chuck Connors, Mm -hmm. the actor that played the Rifleman. Exactly. And Chuck Connors, unfortunately, passed away within about six months of the beginning of American Shooter. Jim was already working as a freelance uh, reporter on camera for this production company doing automotive programming, and they looked at Jim and said, you'd be a good fit. Let's go with you. And 
Uh, that's how Jim Scouten became the face and voice of the shooting sports on television. Okay. Before him, there was Lenny McGill Sr. Okay. doing his videotapes, and there were others who had done limited release coverage and videotape coverage. But as far as presenting the shooting sports of all descriptions on television... Uh, American Shooter was the beginning of that, and Jim Scouten was the face and voice. And I was blessed enough to be in a position where I was valet parking cars and working other different jobs as a college freshman. In Nashville. At MTSU in Murfreesboro. Okay. And uh, I would get freelance jobs as a grip because back in those days, all of the cameras recorded on beta SP tape. And beta SP tapes were 28 minutes long, so you needed a bunch of tapes, and those same cameras needed a bunch of batteries. You know, I always see grip on, on, right. the, on the on the um, the credits for movies. Right. So for define, movies, define grip. Yep. So please, for, for, for me. movies, <laughs> it's a much broader stroke in terms of what you have to do, what your job title is. But those guys, and to a certain extent, it was my job as well for a television production. It's basically have in your hands whatever the cameraman needs, whatever the director needs, whatever the producer needs. You have that stuff so in you're your hands. The tools you're tools next. Exactly. Okay, and, it. and it could be as simple as hold this. You're now holding it. You're gripping it. Right. Uh, on a movie production, that's much broader. Those guys okay. have what they call grip trucks and okay. different things like that that have all sorts of different accoutrements. In it, so but. basically, a grip in the industry is right. basically just you know somebody just go get my go get what I need person right. the guy who has that okay. whatever it is it could be a tool it could be a scrim it could mm-hmm. be a light it could be a sandbag mm-hmm. it could be a C stand in my case back in those days it was primarily batteries and tapes mm-hmm. and the tripod okay make sure the cameraman has what he needs at all times okay so you're still in college right so yep this. and traveling as much as I can with them at that time. Uh, my major at um, MTSU was photojournalism. So I was going to, you know, I kind of had this loose idea that I was going to travel around and just take pictures of scenery. And uh, I was big into Ansel Adams. And so I was working on medium format uh, film cameras. And part of this curriculum at that time was darkroom and exposure and film processing the unfortunate piece to that was it was right on the cusp of the end of film and the beginning of digital photography. That's correct. However, my path went a different direction because within two and a half or three years of working as a grip, I evolved in that original production company into a role of associate producer and then ultimately with them studio director of two of their automotive studio-based how-to programs, two of which still exist today. So you were a gearhead when it came to cars. Exactly. I was into the cars more, honestly. I have noticed so many people I've talked to, have. there's such a relationship there with cars and guns. There you go. And Jim has a classic quote from back in those days. It's all internal combustion, whether it's an uh, engine or it's gun some gun. firearm. It's internal combustion, and yeah. that for us guys and girls yeah. is is the appeal so yeah neat yeah so you were doing you know stuff with automotive stuff yep were you uh, were you shooting guns back then as as, as a young kid or my, oh yeah like? my uh my experience with firearms goes all the way back to when jim was a television anchor newsman in phoenix arizona and he was the cbs 
you know, the 5, 6, and the 10 p.m. Monday through Friday, he was really? the guy anchoring the CBS affiliate in Phoenix. So okay. we would go, we had ATCs, three-wheelers, and we would take those out into the desert. I was, I, realistically, I believe I was seven the first time I got to shoot his Smith & Wesson kit gun. Little uh, Revolver twenty two. He still has it. It's part of the collection that's, that's in the gun room. Nice. Um, he taught me to shoot on that gun. He taught my brother to shoot on that gun and my stepbrother. I got two brothers named Mike. I have my biological brother, Mike Scouten, who is uh, a master sergeant with the 2nd Ranger Battalion at Fort Lewis. Wow. And my stepbrother, who's my brother just the same, mm-hmm. Mike Burroughs, is a very successful uh, car builder on the West Coast. He, his company is called Stance Works. He's done a number of uh, famous automotive builds, and he's right. currently doing one now. And he has opened up and created a YouTube channel around it. He's taken a Ferrari 308, and he's what they call K-swapped it. So he's building a Ferrari 308 into a turbocharged Honda 1,000-horsepower Honda four-cylinder motor. Have you been and behind the wheel of one of those cars before? I've ridden in one of the cars that he built that he still has that was built from a Model A Ford, uh, and it has a Ford Coyote motor in it with a supercharger on it, and right. it is absolutely mental. It is it's literally the most scary vehicle I've ever ridden in, but he goes back to BMW days, and that's where Stance Works comes from. Right. He scared he scared me to death in one of his E36 BMWs. What's the time, fastest so. you've been in a car? Well, that's a that's a big shift. So I, <laughs> the fastest I've been in a car indicated was 165 miles okay. an hour. Okay. Uh, we did some pretty fast stuff with cars back in the day, but yeah. my real speed junkie stuff was all motorcycles. So I went I through this get, you know, whole I, cycle of I, uh, crotch rocket motorcycles. Well, that's a, that's a whole nother level. Yeah. Of, you know, we can go on forever if you want to unpack that's that. That's a whole nother thing there. But the reason I asked that question, I just had the one with Tom not too long ago, and he was his fastest he ever went was 190 miles per hour in a car that he had built. That that's like, pretty scary like, stuff, dude. I, I know I, the cars I get funny when you I, get up yeah, into that speed because wind and road and he, surface. He was and, 60 years old when he did that, which well, is just crazy to me. You know, I mean... Speed kills. I mean, it's not so much the speed, it is the stopping. So, you know... Cars are, are exciting. That's a whole nother hobby. It's a whole nother expense account. That's for sure. And, you know, but you, you have drawn back to shooting. Yeah. What, what, what drew you back to that? So when everybody, you know, you got, yep. a, you got a brother in the military. Yep. You got another brother who's building cars. Yep. You went to school for photojournalism and yep. now you're here. Yep. But what got you starting to shoot? The shooting sports and presenting the shooting sports on television uh, had a certain level of success for that original production company. Okay. It was not as great for them as the automotive titles, admittedly. And this is their business. And this is where we get to the 2002-2003 time frame where I'm more invested in their automotive programming. Jim is still doing automotive programming for them for a couple of the magazine-titled shows with the newer cars. They, they went through Motor Trend, and then they became car and driver television. And things at that production company changed in such a way that it was clearly time for us, Jim and I, to move on to other, uh, other arenas. And in that same time frame that company made the decision that they were not going to continue to pursue shooting sports or financing any of their television via the gun industry. I mean, they, they are, they're simply doing well enough with automotive. We're going to, we're going to run with automotive. 
we're just going to leave the gun industry alone. Okay. And at that point, there was, you know, obviously a, an opportunity for us to create a production company and continue with the name and the face that you know and love as the guy reporting the shooting sports. And that's mm -hmm. when Tier One Media and Shooting USA was born. We, uh, we got an outside investor who was a personal friend. He's since passed away, who built cars specifically for General Motors. And he had started a number of companies building cars that ultimately became packages that Chevrolet would market. So mm -hmm. he was called a tier one supplier to the automotive company, tier. General Motors. Got it. We created our company and we named it Tier One Media in yep. honor of that association. And the first projects that we did that garnered us any income for our very small little family company were projects surrounding uh, automotive builds, behind the scenes builds for, uh, for the car companies. One that was basically put us on the map, made us enough money where we could establish the company mm -hmm. was an insider's understanding of the development of the Ford GT in 2006. It was released in 2006. Okay. Um, we went through with a man by the name of John Coletti, who was the head of Ford's special vehicles team. We went through all of the test mules and the creation of the original cars and watched them do all of the engineering. We went to Barber Motorsports Park yes. and ran and actually we didn't, but one of their engineers wrecked one of the mule cars. We have all of that and it was all created as internal video for Ford. Mm -hmm. And that put us in a position where we could, all right, get a building, get everything we need, get the equipment. And now we can go to, at that time, Outdoor Life Network and mm -hmm. say, Hey, uh, we still have Jim Scout in here. We would like to continue the shooting sports programming. The same name, the same voice that you recognize, new show title, Shooting USA. And they said, we love it. Let's do it. And wow. we were uh, obviously a huge blessing, but that was in 2004. Okay. And uh, the rest is, uh, you know, here we are in 2021, still yeah. pushing Shooting USA. You have. You've been very successful to have a show that has run that long. Oh, it's unheard and of in television, it honestly. Is. And with um, YouTube wasn't a big deal back then. There was no internet. There then. was no internet back right. then. Um, there was no um, podcasters. There was nope. no Facebook Live. There was no, you know, you've had to pivot a lot yes. with different things. When was, did you ever have one of those moments of, Oh no, this is not good when, when YouTube, what, what, when everybody, well, what, what, what did that look like? You know, cause your dad is older mm -hmm. and very respected in what he does in that industry. Mm -hmm. You bring in the younger view of like, yep. you got to be proactive and not reactive for sure. And, and especially in marketing and media, did you have what that conversation looked like when you saw changes happening all around you with the internet? We are admittedly slow to YouTube. Okay. We we currently the Shooting USA YouTube channel currently has somewhere around eighty seven thousand subscribers, which is n nothing okay. compared to the big gun YouTubes. Mm -hmm. And admittedly, the reason that that occurred was because, like you said, Jim comes from an old school mentality where the idea is. There's 50 guys on YouTube doing whatever they're doing. Mm -hmm. We're the only guys or 
you know, we're one of a handful that are doing it and actually broadcasting it on cable television. The thing that has shifted and everyone recognizes, and I think this is sort of saying the same thing that you asked me, is that cable television is just a medium for your content. And we make an hour-long piece of content that runs every week, whether you watch it on Outdoor Channel or you watch it on MOTV, which is the Outdoor Sportsman's Group streaming service, or you watch it on our streaming service, which is the Vimeo that you can link to through Mm ShootingUSA.com, or you watch pieces of it that we have cut down and within our contract been allowed to put on our YouTube channel, you're still looking at our content versus someone else's content where you watch it. At this point, with the advent of smart TVs, yeah. it's all presented in the same condition. It's not, you're not tied to watching it on your phone. You're not tied to watching it on a tablet. You can watch it on an 80-inch flat screen in your living room right. just as easily as you're watching YouTube. YouTube plays on that screen just like Outdoor Channel plays on that screen. Right. They've recognized it at the network level. They realize it, yeah. and that's why they're adventing the streaming service. So. The answer to the question is, yeah, there was a shift when we late behind the ball said, we got to be hitting these other distribution channels. Well, it sounds like you and your dad must have had some kind of discussions where you had to push back a little bit because did he listen to you or listen to the network? Well, or the, both. I mean, you, nah. know, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, anybody like my dad, when, when, he's, when right. he's around, you give them ideas, they're going to say, okay, yeah, you know, you're, they're still, you're, you're still a kid. Yep. You know, they, they don't. it's hard for adults when they have children to see your kids as the business making the machines because yep. we are still the kid. We, we have always had an agreement that as long as my ideas make money, they mm-hmm. make sense. And that's that's kind of a curt way to put it, but if, no, I get I get it. If a advertiser on our show says we need a we need a good report on the ROI, how many views do you get? Mm-hmm. Well, we start with our big number, which is the ratings that we are supplied by the Outdoor Sportsman's Group and Outdoor Channel, right. and those are huge. I mean, those are, those are big. Those trump pretty much even in this age of cable cutters. Those numbers beat a lot of big YouTube channels. Okay. And that is a different audience demographic than what you get if you just put your eggs in the digital streaming basket. Not the paid streaming, but the free YouTube streaming, the free Facebook streaming, whatever. Completely different group of people watch those things. I'm not saying there isn't some carryover, but if you're looking for the 36 to 55 male demographic who has disposable income, those are the people that we hit on Outdoor Channel. Right. If you're looking for the 20-something to, you know, and even younger in some cases, the guys who are interested in Call of Duty or are going to search a certain firearm hashtag because they heard about it from one source or another who aren't necessarily going to ultimately make a purchasing decision based on what they're watching, Because now we're back to that whole, as long as it makes money, it makes sense. Because the end goal is to sell whatever it is. You got to drive sales. You have to move the needle for companies. Otherwise, their advertising dollars go elsewhere. Right. And have you had um, opportunities of failure that you took to your dad that didn't work out that you thought would have had? hmm. 
Um, Has there been like, oh, I learned from that there have been there have been admittedly things that I'm surprised haven't done better. Okay. Um, the big one, you know, the the whole idea of us creating a very modestly priced Vimeo subscription channel. Mm -hmm. The explanation for the subscription fee is that it's required by our contract with OSG that okay. we have to charge something. We can't give it away. Okay. And that's because they have the right to charge to put our show in their streaming service. Mm -hmm. And we're very thankful that they do that because they get a lot of views. And I'm not going to say this is a negative. They have a ton of content. If you give the 1099 or the 999 a month or whatever, I'm pretty sure it's 999 a month to MOTV, mm -hmm. you can watch everything, just about everything on their network right. for seasons and seasons and seasons, including our show, right. including the majority of everything you see on Wednesday night at the range, all of the hunting, all of the fishing. There is a right. ton of content. And if you love that, that's awesome. If you just want to see Shooting USA... I would like to give you an alternative method to do so and not have to spend 10 bucks a month. Correct. So it's 99 cents an episode or it's a dollar 99 and you can watch three and a half years at this point worth of mm -hmm. full episodes of shooting USA on our Vimeo channel in full HD. It looks beautiful on your yes. screen, so on and so forth. That I thought would be much bigger than it is now. Okay. I mean, it's, it's sustainable. Mm -hmm. It's doing okay, and it's showing a growth trend, but not anything near what I would have expected it to have done at this point. Do you think it's because Vimeo is still new compared Probably. to the other stuff? So you're just in early, and it's going to pop in later on and happen? I, I, I mean, obviously, I hope the platform, so. I think the platform is going to grow, but I mean, when, when I first found out about Vimeo, I was like going... Great. Somebody yeah. else to look at. But, you know, because you, you, there's so many more outlets out there with, with all that stuff that's out there. Well, so, the key element and the reason we went Vimeo, because okay. we could have easily gone YouTube and just thrown up a paywall on YouTube. Right. Here's the thing about YouTube is, is they will throttle gun content. Yes. And, you know, they, get into that in a little bit. And that's yes. that's that's, that's real. Whether you're yes. whether you're paywalling it or not, whether it's YouTube yes. behind a few dollars a month or not, they will legitimately throttle it. And I know they do because I look at all of the stats for the things that I put up on right. YouTube and it's 100 percent dependent on their algorithm, whether it picks something as the next thing you watch, whether you're subscribed or not, because. You know, we've got 87,000-ish subscribers on the YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. Some videos will blow that out of the water. Right. Some videos, we're lucky to get 10% of that. Right. And it's 100% dependent on their stupid algorithm. Right. It's not stupid. It's smart. But yeah. it's stupid from the standpoint it, it, that, that it's, it's designed to do what it's doing. Yeah, it's very frustrating. Vimeo doesn't have that. Okay. That does not exist in the Vimeo space. Okay. And that's why we're there. That's okay. why that exists there. So you find that by going to shootingusa.com and right at the top of the homepage, you don't have cable, here's your answer. Click here. Right. Um, I guide people as much as I can to the MOTV side of the house because mm -hmm. we have a benefit yeah, in that's they, a partnership. I, I remember seeing them for the first time, what, two or three years ago at SHOT Show. They mm -hmm. just popped out of nowhere. Well, they're part so, of Outdoor Sportsman's Is that group, what it is? Okay. And it, this is kind of an interesting story. That was an acquisition made by the OSG of a company that actually occupied space right next to us in Tennessee. Okay. And that was a group of guys who had come out of TNN, which is in Nashville. Yep. And their whole deal was they had a whole library of tape 
from like Bill Dance That's all right. the way back into yep. the 80s and some of these other shows that were historically on TNN. Yep. And they just had guys that sat there and digitized that old tape content right. just day in, day out. And they made a business out of it that started to gain some traction. OSG took notice and bought it. Right. It was like, this is actually a good idea. Let's do this. Right. Took it out of that little office space and have grown it into what it is now, which is essentially... Netflix for the outdoors, right. you know, for lack of a better no, analogy, that's, a, that's, that's great, what it that's is. That's a great analogy because that's exactly what it is. Because you know, we if it's not for live sporting events, um, cable channels are are done. Right. Satellite TV is done. It's all internet based. TV and it's you know all the pay stuff is taken over. It's DVR at this point, oh, yeah, and exactly. however you get your DVR exactly. is you know it's the answer. So. so let's politics. You've been doing this since '04. Politics change, um, people's disposable income changes. Well, one hundred percent. Everything changes with election cycles. One hundred percent. What you know, the outdoor group mm-hmm. that you're you OSG know, outdoor OSG, sportsmen's group that right. you're partnered with. Right. What does these conversations look like when everything when there's when there's a when there's a when there, unfortunately there's a school shooting? And everything yeah. changes. You know, do, do you know about it, behind the scenes where the executives are all like, hey, we got to throttle this down. We can't show this as much. It's too sensitive right now. Or do they double down and just continue what they're doing? What does that look like when, when, with, with the politics like it is? We have had a history on a number of different networks uh, back all the way to ESPN when American Shooter started. Right. And within the first year of ESPN airing American Shooter, they were acquired by Disney. Disney That's came right. forward and said, we will not allow any firearms advertising of any kind on any of our networks. So ESPN turned to us and said, uh, you can't advertise. You can't run commercials. You can't. You can't. Well, at that time, the number one sponsor was Colt. They had been, been with Colt, for a long time. Colt had commercials. Yes. So one of the things that that other production company did was produce what was at that time a successful workaround because this was before the internet. So it was, everything was drive people to call 800 such and such one 800, blah, 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 and get the new Colt catalogs. Okay. We created a commercial which had multiple catalogs. So there was a Colt clothing and accessories catalog. Nice. There was then a Colt firearms catalog. Yep. In the shot, here are your catalogs. 1-800-CALL-NOW. Get the new Colt catalogs. And here it is, the accessories and clothing. Just tucked out from behind is the true blue Colt firearms catalog, too. You get it all when you call 1-800, but... It's just like the other firearms company that just showed people jogging. They're running down the road, and it actually was a commercial for the firearms, but they didn't didn't even show a firearm during the commercial. Right. So, uh, I mean, there there is some crafty, and that works the same now. Yeah. there was a there's a company that will go without name, but they right. created oh, yeah. a commercial that ran in a very very oh, mainstream event profile. where everybody was like, "Oh, look at that! Yeah, this is for jogging. What's this for jogging?" <laughs> As we evolved through a number of different networks, it went from ESPN to TNN, then mm-hmm. TNN became the national network, and then it became Spike when they started looking at that's right doing things with. Mixed martial arts, that's when we found our way to OLN. Mm -hmm. When we started Tier 1 Media and Shooting USA, the OLN days were still happening. Well, then that became Versus. OLN was, you know, and Versus was going to be man versus wild, right? Mm -hmm. Man versus the animal. And the hunting thing started to go away when it became man versus man because they created their version of mixed martial arts. Well, at that point, 
outdoor channel and OSG was still pretty small, Mm -hmm. but they were growing and they, under the guidance of their private ownership, Stan Kroenke, I mean, he is a famous outdoorsman. He owns all sorts of hunting ranches all over the country. He Mm -hmm. is, he, he, I mean, he's one of American, he is an American billionaire. This guy wrote a check for the outdoor sportsman's group. Like he said, I want that. I want to protect the ability for them to continue especially the hunting content, but Mm -hmm. also the firearms content, the sporting content. He wanted to protect that in such a way that he bought the network. Right. At that point, we evolved into their, you know, list of, of shows, their Mm -hmm. programs, and we grew our program footprint to be a full hour. So that's a long way to answer the question of, how are we affected or have we been affected by different administrations oh, and different political climates? Yeah. We're thankful that we have landed in this very beneficial agreement with the outdoor sportsman's you know, group because they are, they won't fly in the face of it, right? but they are unapologetically who they are. And, that, and that's great. There's, there's hundreds of hunting shows, yeah. if not more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's thousands of Saturated. fishing shows. It, it, exactly. And there's one... Shooting sports channel. Wow, well, shooting sports show. Show. Well, how does yeah. that, does, you know, because let me tell you where I'm coming from. Um, there used to be lots of independent optical labs throughout the United States, mm-hmm. and everybody was buying everybody up, blah, 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 blah. Sure, sure. We're the last independent lab in the state of Alabama. Some hmm. people looked at us going, oh, you're the last one, and you're soon to go next. And I look at it as like, we're here, and I'm, we're yeah. making a stand. We're staying, yeah. How does that make you feel, being the only channel? Wow. Show. Because I mean, it's yeah, the show. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, you're right. The only te- the only content entity create because I don't want to say the only television show because that's okay. that's yeah, that's I'm a narrow focus. Relative, I think we I mean, are we're but, a we're a one hour content entity in right. a magazine format, right? Continuing to report on the shooting sports. Okay, it's. Uh, I mean, obviously, it's it's a one basket, a lot of eggs kind of thing. Yeah, and I am. Um, as I'm starting to step into more of the role of executive producer, as Jim is finding those kind of twilight years, yes, I am looking to add baskets, if you will. No, I, no, I love that because it's, it's getting ready to go to my next line of question. I don't ever, I will never discount the girl that brought us to the dance. No, by by no means you never want to forget right. that because you know you always do the history of guns. Sure, and you pick out a well, certain gun on your show, and that keeps the element that that people can go into and see that it keeps different generations there, there as you well. Go. 100%. And that's great. Cause I know, I know how that works, but let's get, you know, both of us listen to podcasts all the time. Yes. And because we, we're always traveling, we always have that road time. You bet. Um, there's so many people right now wanting to bring the USPSA nationals mm-hmm. to a, put it on TV. Well, put it, put it, hey, put it I do, I, I mean, but, but I know so, where you're going with where it. Where I'm going with this is you, you make know it I'm a going. live sporting event. Why cut is, it up. Why is this not happening? Is it is it funded? Hundred percent money. Okay. Because I I mean we can get a production truck out here. We can park it right here next to your beautiful Mercedes van. Right. We can hang banners all over it. We can run cable up and down all through here. Yeah. 
and we can put cameras on all of it. We can come back to reporters. We can have pre-produced packages to go to in between action on stages. Now we're jumping down, like a for instance, now we're jumping down to stage five. Looks like the PCC super squad's getting ready to attack this course of fire. Yes. And it's, uh, hey, John, what do you see down there? And it's a guy down there doing a live stick, and he's got, yeah, it's a 150-point course of fire here. You've got five steel, and you got the rest of it paper, and you're going to watch these guys do it. And you got to keep it flowing. I'm but excited it's, listening to you right it's now. Extremely expensive. Okay, fine. I get that. We know it's money, but how do we get to that point? No, okay. money. The Coca Cola's right. involved. How do we get to that point? The, the, okay. the FedEx involved. Well, I can speak how, to that too I, I, I've because got, we've because tried. We got okay. That's what people need to hear right. because there's so I'm me myself included. You know, you know, USPSA's running live right now. Yeah, which is also exciting for you, but also a punch in the gut. Not you really. Didn't get to do it. Not really. Well, it would, uh, uh, well, and I'll tell you why. Okay. I mean, without pulling punches, they know this. I mean, okay. you can watch that USPSA live feed, yeah. and you better know exactly what you're watching. Right. Exactly who you're seeing and hope to catch a jersey that lets you recognize them because those cameras don't move. They're right. Those cameras are stationary. Those yep. cameras, I mean, I'm not going to downplay their efforts. No, no. I'm appreciative of it, but it's like watching security camera but footage. No, it, oh, it is. And they're, but they're adding something every national. Sure. They they're they're expanding else. it, and they're doing it diligently and as good stewards yes. of their members' funds because right. they could throw half a million dollars at it right. and get a production truck out here and start spraying all these bays. And then mm -hmm. at that point, my product doesn't make any sense. But... My product still makes sense because we've figured out a way to do it for a lot less money than that. Right. It granted takes time to produce and mm -hmm. it takes time to put together, but I had six cameras on one of these courses of fire today. You, you, I've seen you have technology at nationals with moving cameras that are above the, the shooting line on the yeah, line yeah. and, and to get catch some amazing footage. I'm not trying to blow smoke up my own skirt here but at the end of the day we figured out how to do it mm -hmm. within the four walls of the budget we have okay if money is no object right and you've got a ram trucks coca-cola you name it big company that has the kind of money in an ad budget where they can throw a million dollars at it and mm -hmm. you can get a production truck you can get polished presenters who understand this sport and it doesn't have to be somebody who's not a shooter you have some pretty good talking guys who really understand or oh, and women i should say right who really understand the shooting sports who could fill that role at the end of the day you'll need if you're going to do i mean i liken it to what crossfit does with the crossfit games yes and i watch that because i'm a fan of that mm -hmm. their production is state-of-the-art, direct-to-the-internet streaming. And, right. it, and when you look at the behind-the-scenes, which they'll show you their behind-the-scenes, mm -hmm. it's a full-blown production truck, 12, 14 cameras, and then some. At the same time, they've got other crews doing the behind-the-scenes stuff, gathering things that's going to be cut later. But at mm -hmm. the head and at the front, they're spending a million dollars a day to go full-blown sporting event coverage. I've heard Tactical Games wants to do that in the future as well. I hope they can. Just, I'm going to be at my first Tactical Games next month. It's, it, you know, I, there, um, there's people wanting to do this, but but just what what's stopping us? Politics? Here's where it falls on its face. When you start dancing with a company that's big enough to write a check like that, a company yeah. that's got a, an eight-figure or a nine-figure annual advertising budget, and they see any kind of firearms and not any kind because there's some that will dabble with the shotgun sports some yes but when you start 
presenting practical shooting, these companies immediately turn to their attorneys who are hired to keep them from offending. Right. And the attorneys will go, and we've got direct experience with this, with mainstream companies, a certain pizza company. Okay. The guy is a shooter, and he owns it. And he is sitting there with his attorney, and he's going, I can do this, I'd like to do this. And the attorney goes, it's not worth the backlash. God, does he not get another opinion or just like well, <laughs> my 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 only counter to that is the audience, my audience, and the entire shooting sports community mm-hmm. as a whole, including firearms owners who aren't even in the shooting sports. Those are the people I'm trying to pull into the sports side of this. Right. But for the most part, firearms owners are tremendously loyal and will reward companies with their spending decisions based on how those companies will interact with what they see as their sport uh-huh. or their interest. The problem is for every 10 of those guys who's like, yes, awesome, there's one or a hundred of the people who go boycott that company because they support shooting. They support firearms. The firearms and the shooting means you name whichever mass I event. I want to understand and, that part. And it's, it's a difficult connection. And these companies are in a position where they're like, we're doing good business. Right. We're good to throw our logo on a NASCAR. We're right. good to throw our logo on whatever. I get it. But as soon as we get into that arena, yeah, they're real loyal people. Mm-hmm. The risk versus reward is one that they all just step away from. Here's a light at the tunnel I see. Mm-hmm. You know, things are getting canceled left and right. Mm-hmm. Some companies are starting to push back. I think so. And don't and aren't 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 listening anymore. I think because so. people are, are are complaining so much mm-hmm. about every little thing, about every little situation that may or may not offend one percent of the population. That they're saying they just deal with it. Mm-hmm. They let they let the cycle go for twenty four hours. They don't comment on it, and it goes away. Well, and that's the whole thing here is is in this in this like immediate consumption right you know environment and reality that we live in now it's like something that happened a month ago if it's not constantly put back in front of you in right. your facebook feed or your right. instagram feed or whatever you're waiting for the next controversy or the next story to break or whatever i mean i'm guilty of it just as just yeah, as anyone i'm just trying to you know you're a produ- you're, you're, you're a producer and i'm just wondering how can we work around that you know, there's got to be ways to get it done. Now, yes, right now, buddy. I know, if I could answer that question, well, I'm, 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 I just, mean, I'm thinking out loud. We'd just, all have Mercedes vans. No, you know I get what it, I mean? but I mean, I don't if, mean to downplay your question, but no, I would love to have the answer to that because that is quite literally the million dollar question. You know, let, let's just say, you know, you talk to Jim, or you, you know, you're doing your own thing four years from now sure. because it get more, you, you get more and more, you know, where, mm-hmm. and you're saying, okay, we, we can do just like, you know. USPSA does and go live and walk from stage to stage with Facebook live and, and do the stuff you do live yes. to get kicked off and then show potentially those, and then come back those, to show it those with views. the polished product. Yeah, you're show talking those about later. views yeah. where it's live yeah. and then go to a company and say, this is how many people watch this right. within 24 hours being live. Right. And compared to you showing um, I don't, I don't want to offend anybody, but um, tennis, <laughs> sure, <laughs> and compare their ratings, and it's got to spark somebody's attention at some point. Well, at the end of the day, the tennis match, let's say, let's mm-hmm. use tennis, 
the it's the not cor- combustible. The court the court will be the court will be sponsored by Rolex. Yeah, uh, you'll probably see a Mercedes or a Volvo or a, yeah. some some luxury car brand associated. Also, um, everybody who's watching it not everybody but a lot of people who are watching it mm-hmm. probably play tennis and probably come from that world where mm-hmm. they go to a country club so they probably drive a luxury car they probably wear a rolex mm-hmm. they probably are going to buy the next racket that comes out because right. it's just like anything they are talking to a broader scope and a broader yeah. group even though even though there are 8.2 million new gun owners in the mm-hmm. market as of 2020 the reality is 8.2 million new gun owners, yeah. half of them have probably not even fired their new gun. I do, you know, there's new, there's a lot of companies that aren't going to SHOT Show. Well, yeah. And if they had this extra Big money. Big news the other day. Yeah, no, one that starts yeah, with yeah, and yeah, ends yeah. in. <laughs> yeah, but if they, why well, they take that, that half a million dollars. Yeah. The NSSF, you mean. Well, yeah. Yeah. And put it into. It's way pro- more than half a million dollars, uh, but, but yeah. Put it into a production. A lot of to, questions to about su- the NSSF. To support that. Yeah. I don't you know, want to say anything about what they do because I, I don't know. I it's can't just, speak to that. You know. But I know there's a lot of money that. There's a lot of money. I just don't know. And I that, wish I had a solution. It's so frustrating to me. I see the passion in your eyes as well where yeah. it's frustrating to you. Yeah. Because uh, it, it's such a, you know, is it, do you ever see it happening? Do I, see, do I envision a world where it does happen? I can envision it. In fact, I've spent a lot of time talking with one guy in particular who has okay. big ideas like this. Okay. Uh, Tony Pignato, he was with me for an, uh, a long time. Uh, and yeah. they are working, the company that he's working for now, they mm-hmm. are working towards having their own facility and all of that. I mean, maybe we're probably not supposed to talk about that. Maybe I am. I don't know. No, he, he's brought that up before. They are, you know, th- th- there are a lot of ways to skin that cat. Right. And the biggest thing that I see making it possible is the continued refinement and advent of the technology that allows you to go live yes. at the moment that you're on stage seven right. here at the CMP. Right. If I could go live with a simple addition of a guy who can take all of the cameras that I had on stage seven mm-hmm. and in real time, which this exists, Mm-hmm. switch between those cameras, mm-hmm. and then there's another camera that's dedicated to the shooter's reaction. Same thing that I'm doing anyway. That's correct. But weed out or remove the time it takes for me to take all that back and amass right. it. He does it in real time, and you're watching it unfold in real time. Mm-hmm. And the next shooter is up. They're repairing the stage while you're listening to the last guy react to what he just did. It's you, basically the same thing running, I always... Or you're running my commercial I just paid for. Exactly. <laughs> I've got pre-produced packages that go in to kill the dead time. And this is the kind of thing that can be done. It takes the technology. It can be done with technology that exists now. It's expensive. Yeah. It's infrastructure wise. You've got some glitches because you know, Mm -hmm. this live streaming to the air can be unreliable at times. Well, by the time this rolls out, which would be, you know, um, we're going to be going to Cameo. Yeah. They've I love got, Cameo. They've got fiber optics. They've I got know. a whole network there. I they've know. got, they could have Let TVs. me tell you a little story about Walt's uh, yeah, I, I, Wi-Fi system Walt's he's got out there. what he's done. I love that place. You can drop a camera out of the back of a truck in any direction and get beautiful postcard images. It yes. is beautiful. Yes. I went to fly my DJI Mavic, and it went through its takeoff sequence. It rose up off the ground three feet. 
and turned immediately sideways 90 degrees and slammed into a Connex because of the overwhelming amount of Wi-Fi signal that that guy has on yeah. his range. Yes. Fantastic. Killed the drone, but whatever. <laughs> I, met a, I met a stunt drone guy who Walt actually introduced me to because he met that guy when a group of base jumpers came in off of the cliff edge there behind uh, the action base, mm-hmm. and they were forced to ticket those guys for jumping without permits, so they issued them very modest uh, tickets and then said, hey, we need everybody's phone number so we can get you to come back and jump in with the American flag while we play the uh, national anthem <laughs> next time. And that's now a staple at big matches at his place. Through those guys, I was introduced to a guy named John who is a stunt drone pilot so if he's available when i'm out there he comes out and does close proximity and all kinds of crazy cool stuff but they have the reason i went there they got a great they got a great infrastructure to do potentially potentially potentially, right yeah it's possible it just i i I just i wish you know i just wish there was a solution that wasn't so dependent on coca-cola I wish. I don't think it is. I wish the manufacturers we, and all these people, including myself, would you know group together. Sure. And the money we put into a shot show or an NRA show wow. would be well enough to get something there's, off the ground started. There's a completely different concept in terms of finding money that already exists. Mm-hmm. However, to do that, you would take away from things that are arguably proven winners in the form of. Shot show, and especially when it comes to to consumer, mm-hmm. the NRA convention. Right. Um, that that's one of those things. I can tell you that the NRA convention gets guns in the hands of people who buy. Oh, it because does. I know my audience is there. Yeah. Because when Jim appears anywhere at the NRA convention, yep. he can't he can't walk he ten can't, feet yep, without people lining up to take pictures, throw their arm yep. around him, and can I sign the Hey, I love your show. I love this. Yep. It it is it's almost unmanageable when we're yep. at the NRA convention. It's right. a blessing because those are the people. Those are what have right. given us you know the the platform that we have and. Right. It, it, that, it's hard to take away from those types of situations for companies because right. I know those companies know that that works, that that ultimately drives people to right. their dealer to buy whatever it might be. I remember when I first met you, I want to back up a little bit. Um, do you miss Tony Pignano? Tony and I had a really good relationship. Tony yeah. and I are still very close friends. Right. Uh, we talk... He's a great dude to travel with. He is a fun dude to do on-camera stuff with because mm-hmm. he is unapologetically Tony. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Um, it's just, sometimes. I, I just want to, because I knew I met y'all, when I sometimes. met y'all, we always together, and y'all, you'd bounce off things off each other. You and, and sometimes you'd you'd bounce other things off each other trying to, you know, right. get, get the We right, would pick at each other. Right he shot. would pick at me. He yeah. learned a few buttons he could push, which right. were fun. Right. And I would, pick, I would pick back. But, uh, yeah. yeah. I, you know, because the reason, you know, there's there's so many changes that happen constantly in media. Sure. And you know we we talked a great deal about the subject about getting the shooting sports out there and what does that look like. But um, what's next for shooting USA? What's next for John Scouting? We right. you know we you post a lot of stuff about your beautiful family. You got a lot of good things going for you. I know yep. your wife's been very supportive of everything that's yep. going on around you. What what do you see next? Where do you, you know with all the technology change, changing? I know you you know you've you've learned that you've got to pivot faster. Yeah. That's I'm sure that's a hard lesson to learn. Well, I've got but, some ideas. You know, you know what I mean I. I've got 
concepts Good. that I want to pursue. Okay. I've got things that I think work very well uh, for outdoor sportsmen's group and okay. one in one that we are going to actively begin developing. Nice. I've got some that I think work, if not under the banner of one of the OSG networks, okay. uh, work very well under uh, other other potential banners. Right. Um, but it's one of those things where I could really do damage to our little company if I start throwing a bunch of money at something right. and it it doesn't fly. So there's there are strategic ways to create things for the entity that works, Shooting USA, right. that can then be expanded into other things. And I'm kind of uh, alluding to the way Impossible Shots became its own show for eight seasons. Right. Uh, Impossible Shots has been reabsorbed by Shooting USA because Shooting USA is an hour. Yep. And, uh, you know, it's sort of gone back to that because for a couple of reasons. But I think the first one that I'm, I'm going to start working on is, uh, is going to be a winner. I feel like it's going to work. It has all of That's those exciting. pieces that at least me as an enthusiast, something that I would like to see, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And it, it, I, I'm, I'm not the be all end all, but I know mm -hmm. if I want to watch it, I'm pretty sure other people might want to watch it. Too. And, and that you, you will be successful with that attitude like that, yeah. because that's how I've had so much fun doing when I do talking to you today, because I'm just, you know, I have fun just having conversations to learn about what we're doing, you know, what you're doing in the future. That's, it seems a lot of people like it, what I'm doing. So it's been a lot of fun. You, so. sir, have <laughs> created something that I admittedly was skeptical about initially until I put on a pair of, of gold lenses. Yeah. And, uh, there's nothing quite like them. I well, mean, I, and I appreciate that, but it's, uh, that's why I have to travel, though. You, I still got to. Well, still, it's a I, hustle. You have to get out there and educate people, and that's why education of media, mm -hmm. education of lenses, mm -hmm. education of you know getting this platform out there is so important. That I just I, I care so much about the shooting sports. Well, and plural. that is one hundred percent evident, and I believe you are experiencing what I know to be true in that. This community is fiercely loyal. Yes. First and foremost, you have a state-of-the-art, world-class product. Secondly, you are putting in the time it takes to make sure every single person from the GM down to the D-class to the U shooter mm -hmm. here knows your product, has a chance to try it, and I'm shocked if anybody comes back to you and goes, yeah, they're good, but I don't want them. It still happens. Yeah, but I, that, but, whatever. But I listen to those people. They're sure. important to me. Sure. Because that's what tells me where to go with a brand next. Yeah. And that's why it's, I, 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 I challenge you, know, you, and if you need my help, whatever we can do to challenge more people to find out what really they want to do to get invested to get the shooting sports out there more. Right. Because, I mean... There, you know, yes, we know it's, you know, this many members in this organization, this many members in this organization, but there's eight point something million gun new owners, people. new people. Yeah, that's that, not counting the rest of them who already a, had guns. They have a lot of shooting sports to choose from. I'm not saying they sure. already come piling USPSA. Sure. We've heard the debates about not having room there. Well, it's admittedly but, intimidating. But, and that is right. a big thing that my participation in any of the sports that we go to cover, if I mm -hmm. shoot it, yep. the goal is to give people the understanding that I I don't take myself so seriously that I won't go in there at an entry level yep. as a beginner, as a novice, as yep. a D or a C and give it a try. Yep. And those people 
are the number one, the people that follow that lead mm-hmm. and go and try whatever the sport is from PRS to any of the shotgun sports to USPSA or IDPA, you mm-hmm. name it. The people that come to me and say, hey, I'm here because I saw it on your show. I saw you do it on your show. That's why I decided to give it a try. That is the biggest validation to the work that we put into this. My time away from my family, hotels, restaurant, food, time on the road. That's validation. That's so cool. Yeah. Anything we left off, John? I mean, I really appreciate you giving me a history of everything. It I mean, means, we could go I, on and on, dude. You're an excellent interviewer. I, I appreciate that. I mean, I'm it's, just, it's I'm just, just a fun, friendly I just conversation. Like conversations. Yeah. <laughs> but it, I, I, I get interested by just amazing people. And, you know, the, 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 the pork chop yeah. sideburns. Yeah. When did you decide to just, that's going to be my It's thing? funny. It's a funny thing. There, there is You're a, in Nashville. Is it Elvis? Nah. No. <laughs> Not really. I mean, okay. my, not really. Years ago, my cousin you told me I look like Johnny Cash Museum. What's my, going on now? My cousin told me I look like Young Elvis years and years ago. But that wasn't why I started going with the sideburns. Jim has his you know signature mustache. mustache. He's had the mustachio yes. forever. Yes, and I'm you know I'm in my late forties now. I can grow a mustache, but yeah. it just doesn't look quite right on me. I decided back in my twenties that, you know, my sideburns are coming in pretty cool. And, you know, uh, Grits Grissom had some famous, huge sideburns. Okay. And I thought, well, if that dude can pull it off. I'll go for sideburns for a while. Yeah. And they, they've evolved, you know, right. they're kind of contained now. They, they got pretty big for a while they there. Did. At one point, my <laughs> wife was like, I'll tell you, she had cut her hair like Claire Underwood, uh, from, from, uh, the, <laughs> The show, I forget the name of the show. Anyway, um, House of Cards. Yes. And it looked really good on her. I love that And then show, I was like, that's a great show, by hey, the way. what is it? What if, what if you ever grew your hair back out? And she's like, I tell you what, I'll grow my hair back out if you get those sideburns off your cheeks. Oh. Like back them, back them up to the ear. Okay. And I was like, okay, deal. So it, you know, you know I've, I've seen new beards coming out where it goes sideburns just to the bottom of the chin and yeah. that's it, like a circle. Have, yeah. you, have you thought about doing that? Nah, because okay. my goatee is a little spotty. <laughs> I got this little baby skin kind of yeah. right here on the bottom lip. I cannot, I can't get a real good goatee you know, going. Social media gives us all kinds of style pointers yeah. of what to do and what definitely not to do. It but. is one of those keys to success, though, that Jim has always instilled in me once I started appearing on camera. And that yep. was about 2006. He's like, you got to kind of pick a look yep. and you got to kind of. Make that your look because, you know, I mean, there's no way to fight Father Tom. Right. But if you go one hairstyle versus another hairstyle or if you decide to run this versus that and Mm -hmm. you can, you know, you you sort of date yourself based on how you look. And that actually has bit me because there's been a few of those shots and few of the videos that have come up where the sideburns were pretty dang long. And I'm like, you know, you'll get them comments like, ow, bring back those long sideburns. What happened to your sideburns? I don't know that, but... I don't know, man. This is where I landed, and it was a deal with my wife. So that's awesome. Man. Yeah. Well, man, congratulations to all your success you've had. Thank I'm you. Very, very intrigued about the future because you didn't, you couldn't tell a lot, but I could tell the way your eyes kept rolling well, back and forth. You, you had a lot of things yeah. that are on your plate for the future. And that's exciting. That cat's gonna stay in the bag yeah, for exactly. this. But, but, that, but that's exciting that you have a plan. That mm-hmm. is very mm-hmm. exciting for the future, and may or may not, you know. Um, can, you know, conclude with ending some of the stuff that we want to supposed to see happen in the shooting sports. So hopefully one day. Well, at the end so. of the day, we're a small company. I've got a responsibility to the people that I work with to m- continue our company so they can continue their employment, livelihood. their livelihood. But ultimately the key to my success in these ideas will be getting more good people like I have 
to help make it all happen. Okay. And that's the, that's the element, you know, people come and people go. Yes. Some people are good. Sometimes those good people get other opportunities. Sometimes those good people are like, Hey, this is working for me. And you know, yeah. We'll see. But I have met some very special individuals who are doing some fun things that I think is good television. So, well, well good I'm, content, good content. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm excited to see what that can be. And, um, you know, if you have any questions for, you know, John, John, how can they reach out to you really easily? Well, we are, we're on all the social medias. I mean, yeah. there's a shooting USA Facebook page. There's a John Scouten underscore shooting USA Facebook page. There's okay. John Scouten, official on Instagram, Shooting USA on Instagram. Obviously, you can go to shootingusa.com and find, if you dig through the website a little bit, right. you'll find email addresses if you want to go that route. Good deal. Um, yeah, and I'm always, always responsive. So Good. Whether it's positive or negative. Well, we, we, and, we, and we've seen a lot of positive and negative happen in the shooting sports all around us constantly. So yeah. it's one of those things that it, we have to constantly stay on top of the content to, I am, to, I to am make things happen. I am glad that you didn't, well... I'm just going to leave that out. Thank you for an amazing conversation. <laughs> You're very welcome, brother. Well, like I said, if you have any questions, you know how to get in touch with John. But thank you so much for listening to another episode of Hunter's HD Go Behind the Lens. And until next time, I'll see you at the range soon.